0: Are you ready to listen to a podcast? Jonesy
1: and Amanda in the Morning. WSFM.
0: Your wedding anniversary's soon, isn't it? It's today. Is it today? It's today. Did I remind you or did you know? No, I knew. I knew. How many years?
1: Uh, 24 years. Did you
0: do what you normally do and leave a little note?
1: I left a card and I left a phone charger because I'm tired of Helen using my phone charger. Did so, you
0: is that your, your and anniversary
1: the, gift? That's the official gift for the twenty fourth wedding anniversary. Is it? A phone charger.
0: Nice. And do you leave them on the pillow? What do you yeah, do?
1: I left it yeah, on the pillow while she's asleep. <laughs> not on her pillow. I put the pillow over her head. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I put it on the bedside table. Oh
0: nice. Yeah. And did you And a get box a... of
1: chocks. I left her a box of chocks.
0: <laughs> chocks. Did yeah. you get something similar?
1: No, I don't care. Men don't care. So I don't care. You but just...
0: that's not that's not answering the question. I know you don't care. But do, I'm do, not going to get anything. But do you get up in the morning, there's a little card for you? No, there's no card. And if you get home, well, there'll be a little card for you? Yeah,
1: because she's got plenty of time to go and get a card no. now. <laughs> She'll run out and go, All oh, right, Jesus, he's got a card.
0: The reason I'm bringing up marriage and anniversaries is there's a marriage in America that I wonder if will last 24 years mm-hmm. like yours has. A man has married a pizza because oh. he said pizza won't betray you. He's 22 years old. He said he decided to make a commitment to his favourite food because love between two humans is a complicated, wild thing. He's right. Pizza, on the other hand, would not reject you or betray you. Really? I've had some bad times with pizzas. Yeah. And speaking quite frankly and sincerely, I love it. So the pizza, the bride wore a veil and the happy couple received a wedding certificate on a clipboard oh, afterwards. What if she was Hawaiian?
1: <laughs> yeah, or anchovies.
0: Ooh. Oh. Well, maybe her name was Margarita. <laughs> yeah. But the good, <laughs> yeah. the good thing is, uh, you know, if, it, <laughs> I mean, if you marry a pizza, it, it doesn't come within half an hour you get your money back. <laughs> I take my dog for a walk on Saturday mornings and sometimes on a Sunday morning. Fascinating. This is. But as I meander around my neighbourhood, people when, like to tell me things that are going on. Well, they say, where's Jonesy? No, sometimes.
1: Do they say he's a good-looking man?
0: No, because I don't encounter you that often. That's what you tell me.
1: A lot of people come up to me and they say, where's Amanda? It's like (laughs) you're in my back pocket.
0: You've said to me before, people say to you, uh, you know, you can tell that Amanda that she can... Oh, anyway...
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people come up and they say, you, next time you see that, Amanda, uh, yeah, it, doesn't, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't It doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But there's something that is bugging a lot of people where I live. And yes. would you mind if I gave some local information? Local information. This is old school radio.
1: Back in the old days, we, you know, when I started off in country radio, there was a segment called, you, you just call it local stroke. You know, it would just be, you know. The Karratha Spring Fair is on, or the Musselbrook Model Train Association. Oh, when I was at
0: uni, I had a, a writing lecturer who called those stories the Parish Pump. The Parish Pump? Parish Pump, your local stories. Well,
1: well I don't like the Parish
0: Pump. What did pump. you call it? The Local Stroke. The Local Stroke. It was like a, we could
1: have like a segment called Muncie's Local Stroke. I'm happy for it. What about that? I'll do an intro. <laughs> Muncie's Local Stroke.
0: There you go. Okay, thank you. Gardens Are Us is a giant garden shop. I just realised these are boring. Oh, can I just say it, please? No, no, but I
1: just go. Sorry.
0: It means a lot to people. This is in Kingsford on mm-hmm. Gardener's Road. I know Gardens it is. Gardens Are Us. It's massive. It's yeah. been there for 31 years. Mm-hmm. This is where all the people pretty much in the region – We'll go and buy plants. They can have a nice cup of tea and a sandwich in the yeah, little I've shop been there. Past it. They've got garden ornaments. You can buy herbs. A whole lot of stuff. This has been there for thirty-one years. Yeah, the water board owns it, and they are rezoning it for housing. Yeah. But this place is an institution, and we a number of people stuff. are very upset that it's closing. So this is my personal. Local stroke, alerting people that Gardens R Us has been told they are going to close. So what are you actually doing? Well, I'm just saying if you don't want that to happen, there's a petition you <laughs> so, can sign. So don't bother you. No, well, look, I can't do anything. But if you, <laughs> right. Well, I'm doing my bit here. Yeah, right. There is a petition at Gardens R Us if you'd like to sign the petition to say, please keep Gardens R Us.
1: If anything, get some cheap plants at the moment. Go and buy some plants. Sure. Yeah. I
0: don't know if they're having a fire sale. But, look, I've done my bit as my... It's like I'm the mayor when I walk around yeah. my area. I've done my bit of a local stroke. Well, you haven't really done much at all. I've alerted people to what's going on.
1: If anything, we got this. Muncie's Local Stroke.
0: So go and support Gardens R.
1: Right. Uh, did you get a free rhododendron No, of this? I, I didn't. I'm so. doing
0: this to the goodness of my I heart. I you got a
1: free plumbago. No, it's
0: a great place, and it'd be shame if that closed of down. Of course
1: it would be. It's 9 t- I'm on the same page. It I'm doesn't not, sound like it.
0: What do you mean? You say you I have like, ulterior motives for to get a free plumbago. <laughs> we should be able to... I'm getting a blood, and, a bag of blood and bone. <laughs> you should.
1: And it's not even your anniversary. <laughs> it's 19 to 7. Well, we've had Muncie's local stroke. Then him with Muncie. Where does it stop?
0: Pretty much there. <laughs> Fitness expert Michelle Bridges is changing lives in this season of The Biggest Loser, transforming the Joffrey family. She's also doing something far greater and creating a family of her own. Mm. I saw this fabulous woman just last week. She looks amazing. She's only a month away from giving birth and she looks incredible. Michelle Bridges, hello. Hello, you guys. How are you? Great. And Amanda's right. You are blooming.
2: Feeling good? I feel great. I'm loving it. I know that, um, you know, I've got a couple of my girlfriends that are saying, I can't believe you're enjoying it so much, especially in the back end of it. But
0: I really am. I really (laughs) am the back end of it, we'll leave that to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is a great you. time of the season for uh, TBL because we get to see the makeovers. It's everyone's favourite time. And I love last week that there was such an emotional makeover. There's even a wedding proposal.
2: I know, right? It's so cool. I mean, really, for some of these contestants, it's the first time they've actually been, you know, in the spotlight and shining and feeling fabulous because most of the time they're trying to you know, stay out of public, stay, stay behind closed doors. Nothing ever fits them. They've got clothes that they can choose off the rack. I mean, this for these guys is really, really big news. And it just, you can see how amazing they feel on the inside as well as looking amazing on the outside. It's it's so, it's so, such a pleasure to work on. I love the makeovers and we, we all the trainers have so much fun. And in fact, all the crew have so much fun. We all love seeing these guys just, you know, get out there and strap their stuff.
1: What about Muffin Gate last night? Your contestants put mm. on weight. How many muffins can make a difference?
2: Oh, well, I mean, they said to me they just have one, but I have a feeling that it was probably one plus three. Mm, <laughs>
0: so. But it's always the way, too, Michelle, in losing weight, is that there will be times when you plateau. You can't constantly lose, can you? That's the nature of, of how you have to stick at it.
2: Of course, of course. And I think the other thing that, I guess the contestants get and I try to imbi- you know, try to instill across everyone is that it's not just about losing weight. This is about how you feel within yourself. It's about having a sense of control. It's about having a sense of discipline and commitment. Training isn't just about losing weight. Training is about connecting with yourself. It's about connecting with the way in which you think. It's about understanding how strong and powerful you can be. And it's just a great way to sort of get get yourself back in touch with yourself, if you know what I mean. It's not just about getting skinny to get into your size 12 jeans.
1: Mm, Exactly. Well, good luck with the little baby. We've actually taken the liberty of going into the future and having you and Commando actually coach yourselves through your birth. Do do, do you want to hear this? (laughs) Have a listen to this. Push it
2: out. Push it out. Push it out. Come on. Do it. Push with your legs. Keep
3: pushing yourself. You
2: think you're hurting now?
4: It's
3: nothing. Face the fear. Come on. Put a spotlight on it. Keep pushing. Come on. Head to head. You're both in this together. Let's tear it up. There it is. God. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like
5: my
2: worst nightmare.
0: You don't want to end with let's tear it up, that's for sure.
2: (laughs) That's such a special ending. I just...
1: A special ending. We're not talking about uh, conception here. We're talking about the actual...
2: Oh, my God. Please help me. If it's anything like that, I'm I'm packing my bags and leaving. You'll be
1: fine. You'll be fine. Well, uh, say hello to Commando for us. And, of course, we're watching The Biggest Loser Family, 7.30 tonight on 10. Michelle Bridges, thank you.
2: <laughs> thank
0: you. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> See ya. Bye. See ya, Michelle. Yeah, tear it up. It's a bit unfortunate. Well, yeah, whack that end. on a TDK
1: and yeah, uh, I'll give dig- it to Michelle yeah. and Commando.
0: Forget your dolphin for music. That's what you want to hear. <laughs> with I'm looking for the song today by Lil Wayne. The song is called I-A-N-A-H-B, which is I am not a human being. Oh, I was trying to work that out. You know, he's quite the poet. I'll just give you a bit of background on Lil Wayne. Earlier this year, his tour bus was shot at. A man called Jimmy Winfrey was sentenced to 10 years for the shooting. Winfrey is the road manager for a rapper called Young Thug, and it's been rumoured that Lil Wayne Mm. has a bit of a beef with Young Thug. Well, I'd say so. And another rapper called Birdman. (laughs) What's Birdman up to? I don't know. (laughs) They've all denied their involvement in this shooting. Sure. That's just a bit of background for you. Lil Wayne is quite the poet. We had a Lil Wayne last week. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Lil Wayne. He is a giant poet. And this song called "I Am Not a Human Being" is well. Once again, he discusses the well-worn rap themes of how he likes to have relations with ladies. Sounds a bit like Richard Clayton, but then it's not.
1: Nice piano. I'm in a crib, but naked. She say my could be the next black president. What? Americans hate that I'm
3: American. Medicine, I treat it like peppermints. Uh, I'm in the
1: ocean getting shot. B- shoot you in your b- and make you talk to me. Uh, sometimes I need someone to talk to, because I am not a human being. Part two.
0: Yeah, he said his area is like the next black president, he said.
1: Oh right, so his area could be the next black president. That's what he's saying. Could be worse. Could be Donald Trump.
0: (laughs) With a bit of a coma from (laughs) the (laughs) top, he he says, (laughs) getting paid, show money for walkthroughs, letting all these promiscuous ladies ride my area, carpool. (laughs) Last night I took a transformer. Had my dream that my area turned to Megatron. Money talks man and mine talks lecture long. Lady area, my second home. These words that promiscuous ladies, area, lady area, they're all euphemisms. You know that, don't you? No. Oh, okay. Here it continues.
1: I be grinding on them like a half pipe. She say, to you, you the you need your wipe. I say, before you gas me up, check the gas price. Then I make her take this like advice.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Looking for the mother beep and man in the mirror. That's nice. Running this H- SHIT like a faucet, Farrah. Bodies in the shower. Feminine hygiene products in manure. 90 billion biatches on my stick like a
2: skewer. Oh,
0: Come on. Beep with me. Your ass is grass. Get a lawn chair. Biatcha's sweating me like John Mayer. Man, nuts and bananas. You know how the tables turn. Where are your table manners? If you fake, put an egg in your shoe and scramble. I just beep this piano. (laughs) (laughs) You know, these are the main performers in the world of rap. This is the poetry that these men are speaking. This is Liberace. This is Simon and Garfunkel. It is Liberace. It's Barry Manilow. It's all this is you know, I just beeped the piano. Yes, in fact you did, little Wayne.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So now I'm standing around the water cooler today talking to the young people. Mm. I'll be totally up to speed. Rap 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 and She's a sexy boards. Sexy sexy
0: words. She's a sexy boards. Sexy sexy Did you ever hear Nana Mascouri sing I'll be grinding on them hoes like a half pipe? No, I don't think you did. Friends of mine were on a bus the other day. And the guy in front had an older woman sitting next to him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're pretty close quarters. So she could see over his shoulder. The lady next to him could see what he was doing as well. He had his phone out and he was flicking through Grindr, which is a pickup service for gay people. But he's flicking through the images and it's all male genitals. No faces, funnily enough. Mm. All area, 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 area. Sounds like a rapping with Muncie song. It does, area. So he's just flicking through area, area, area. And my friend can see all this on his phone. It's like a crea- the- like Meal at McDonald's. <laughs> the woman next to him. I'll have a quarter pound. Could I see the buns first? And <laughs> <laughs> the woman next to him was trying to move her body so she didn't have to see this. Yeah. You know, people forget that you're in a public space. That, yeah. you know, on your phone, loud phone conversations and things, you think, where's your sense of propriety? You- you're in a public Domain. You know you're in a public place. People have forgotten it, yeah. particularly with phones and things. You've forgotten you're in a public
1: place. I used to work with a guy, a drainage guy, and uh, every time he'd start talking to someone, he'd grab his old fella <laughs> and I'd say, you know you're in a public place. You're just Was he like a toddler? Yeah, he'd leave. <laughs> and
0: hold himself.
1: Yeah. And people just got used to it, but people that didn't know him, they'd sort of be a bit perplexed.
0: Yes, I can imagine. You know, you're
1: in a public place. Well, all
0: right. Tribal drum is bidding for this this morning. Hey, you know you're in a public place. <laughs> what have you seen behaviour where you think do you you do know people can see you? Yeah.
1: Our man of the match prize is great 2 Seven course tapas for two and a bottle of wine at Bellini Lounge. Authentic Italian dining at Potts Point. That How sounds good's good. That? You take a Jonesy. Demand a tea towel as well case there's a spill,
0: <laughs> you know you're in, in public. a public place. All right, get to it. Kim's in Clareville. Hello, Kim. Hi. How are you, Amanda? Very well, Gem. thank you. Sound very sing-songy. <laughs> yeah. What do <are> you wave on <laughs> calling? Hi, yeah. Josie. Kim. What did you see? I was, I was at the movies, and you know the ones with the little
5: love seats at the back. And I'd, I'd said, "Oh, how cute." Well, 15 minutes. I just was, I didn't know what to do. I had to, I was just, I had to get up and move. So they weren't just kissing? No, no, no. (laughs) Put it this way, there was round two, and the second time round she was able to see the movie.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure exactly what you mean. No, I think I know. Was it upstairs inside? Upstairs, you know, under some clothing? Um...
1: Well, I wasn't. I didn't wasn't looking that closely. Mm. So, and where were you in relation to them? Where were you sitting? Well, there was just an empty seat beside me. So they were like,
0: oh, so they were sharing a seat. Yeah, we, it was. And after the movie, I said to the usher, she came
5: along with a little dustpan, and I said, forget the dustpan. <laughs> you, you need the Febreze.
0: The <laughs> yeah, you... Get the Scotchgard out. <laughs> Clean up on aisle three. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> well, Kim. Kim. What about that? cry I wonder what the oh, but... movie was. <laughs>
1: yes. I wonder, Fast and the Furious 7? Mm. What would you do in that situation?
0: <laughs> which, which party am I? Well, now you're, the, no, you're not, I'm Kim. You're Kim. I would move away. Would it would, I'd harumph a lot. You, you know I would. I'd just so majorly harumph. No, I'd say, going. come on, come on. Come <laughs> on, people, come on. Let's get Sorry. it together.
1: <laughs> which seat are you wanna again?
0: <laughs> Claire's in Eldersley. Hello, Claire. Hello. Hi, guys. What Hello, did you see, Claire. Uh, I was at the local pools and a lady
5: decided to shave their dead skin off her feet. Oh. What with? <laughs> one are those razors.
1: The into chemist. the pool? Oh, the
5: <laughs> no, not into the pool, but still pretty gross. Up at, up at the, like, a few metres away from the pool, oh. sitting there, shaving the... And I kind of oh. washed her for a bit. I, I couldn't believe it.
1: It's mesmerising.
5: <laughs> oh,
0: that's disgusting. It was one of those
1: express petties. Oh, I... that you buy oh. on
0: the shopping network. Can I hit yourself with a potato peeler on your feet. You see, I'd rather see sexy couple than that. Oh, that's horrible. Thanks, Claire. Thanks, Claire. Billy's in Wollongby. Hello, Billy. How are you?
4: Oh, good, you guys. How are you? Good, thanks, there. Billy. What did you see? Uh, what I don't like is uh, when you hop on the bus in the morning and you go into work and everything. I, I live to Paddington. And you get all the backpackers that come on the, um, the bus. And they get a phone call from England and they go, well, for some reason, they go up uh, about 10 decibels when they're having a conversation to somebody back in England because they can't hear them. So they mm. decide to yell. It's six o'clock in the morning and they tell them about the girl that they conquered last night oh. was an Irish backpacker or someone else. And they da 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 But it's always at a volume that it's, it's mm. embarrassing, you know what I mean?
0: Would you ever say anything?
4: Uh, they're usually bigger than me, mm-hmm. a lot bigger than me. They're on their way to a building site or something like oh, that. Sure. So, no, I must yeah. admit I haven't. I, you know. it's, it's, or you do, they must know because everyone turns their mm-hmm. uh, their head around to look at the guys, but uh, they're really content yelling. Sure.
0: <laughs> then
1: it's just best to just sit there and
0: listen. That's right. And he says, I was in a cinema and this girl was there. And
1: yeah, was <laughs> Hang on, I missed that. But <laughs>
0: It's been probably a nanosecond since we've heard some information about Jeffrey Edelston and Gabby Greco. Mm. Let's amend that right now. I've got some information. Good. I've been hanging. Jeffrey, this I'll just read it as it's written in front of me. Jeffrey Edelston is distraught, claiming that his wife Gabby Greco is attempting to extort $35,000 from him. They seem so happy. How's it come to this? Has two kids. Do you know what she's threatening to do? No. Expose naked pictures of him. The former medic based in Melbourne has received blackmailing emails from his estranged wife. He has said she has photos of him naked in bed and showering. She's taken naked pictures of me without my knowledge for blackmail, saying she'll expose them unless I give her $35,000. I don't know where she took them because I mostly always wear underwear in bed. (laughs) I like bonds. This is what he's saying. (laughs) <laughs> she could only have taken them when I was sleeping or in the shower, either way, it's blackmail and it gives me sleepless nights it's left me very upset. Mm. She doesn't care about me. It's not like I haven't given her enough money already
1: thirty five thousand dollars we we should set up one of those go fund crowdfunding things.
0: <gasps> let look let's all pitch in because yeah. I actually do not want to see those I don't pictures see that. unless they're published in a coffee table book called <laughs> The Saggy Baggy Elephant. <laughs>
1: I'm sexy and I know it. Red
0: Cadeau was one of the favourites to watch in horse racing. He ran five it. Melbourne Cups, finished second in three of them. This year he couldn't finish his run in the Cup. He suffered a leg injury. And despite a positive prognosis initially, we're all saddened to hear that Red Cadeau was put down over the weekend from complications. To take us through what happened with Red Cadot and, and to, to discuss how we're all feeling at the moment about horse racing, Dr. Chris Brown joins us. Hello, Chris.
3: Good morning, guys. How are you?
1: I'll ask this question, Chris. Do horses like to race?
3: Look, I, th- I think it's, it's kind of like people. You know, some really love their exercise. Some aren't so into it. And I'd imagine through the horse world, it's, it's very similar. But certainly a lot of them do seem to get a thrill out of running fast and, and the fitness side of it. Um, but, but again, you know, you, you certainly, if you go to the track or if you, you see horses in training, some aren't you know, that, that willing to, to push themselves.
0: What happened with Red Cadeau? Because at the time, we knew there'd been an operation and we all thought he was going to be okay.
3: Yeah, so I'm going off the vet reports here and what it looks like happening has happened is that um, originally he has fractured a bone, which is kind of at the back of a horse wrist, if you like, in his front leg. Um, now, that can be sometimes fixed with surgery. They've attempted that and um, they've had the World's Best Surgeons involved uh, and then after that, what looks like happening has happened is that the uh, the swelling, as a result of the the surgery and of the injury, has affected the blood flow going to the the lower part of the leg to the hoof there. And as a result of that, the hoof hasn't responded too well, and and uh, and it's, it's been deemed to be the kind of thing to um to euthanize it.
0: So so sad. And, and and when you add to that, there's been other horses in recent years. Like last year's Melbourne Cup was was terrifying. Two horses died there, didn't they?
3: Yeah, I mean altogether the the actual event, the carnival, um, has claimed uh, four lives in the last three years, which which is a lot. And I guess as a result of that, I mean, my opinion is that we probably just need to be looking at the the Melbourne Cup. It's such a showpiece event for the for the nation and for racing that it, it starts to to not look so good when you've lost so many horses over those those just a few years. So um, whether that's that means um, looking at, at an age limit perhaps on on the runners of, that enter the race, whether it's more stringent vet checks on the on the runners, or whether it's a matter of softening the track, um, the fact is that a lot of horses aren't really coping with that distance. Thirty-two hundred metres—it's it's often the, the longest distance these horses ever run in their entire lives. It's mm. often the only time they run this distance in their entire lives. So it obviously puts a huge stress on their bodies, and as a result of that, some just aren't handling it. And so we need to look at that to make sure it, it's not—I guess—you're um, starting to to reflect negatively on, on the industry.
1: But it's been running for a long time, uh, the mm. Melbourne Cup, and I would be, imagine there would be a lot of people against actually shortening the race. But uh, mm. are, are, we're seeing more more deaths because they're running older horses. Is, is that the case?
3: Look, it's, it's hard to know. But, but you know, with four in three years, it, 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 you know, it starts to get beyond the, the realms of just a statistical blip, if you like. It, mm. You know, and, and so because of that, we, we probably need to... I, I don't think there'll be a... I don't think we'll ever be able to probably shorten the race but but make it I guess a bit easier for the horses soften up the track this this injury that red Cadot suffered is actually a, often found in in cases of extreme fatigue in horses um mm. just basically a stress fracture so Um, You know, it's something we just need to look at just to to make sure that no more horses are lost. I don't think anyone ever wants to see that.
1: Dr. Chris, Uh, thank you. And thank you for having the conversation. You know what you're doing. When I saw you on Gogglebox reviving that little chucky up dog, I forgot. (laughs) Chucky up dog. (laughs) I forgot that you actually do stuff. You're a vet. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that you do that. I
3: it's, look, it's it's, it's kinda of funny. I had a few people that said that it said, Oh, it's just actually nice to see you doing your yeah. your real job You know, most of them were my parents but but um, <laughs> it's um yeah, it's, it's you know, it's what I do my in most of my time. Exactly. It's just you know, hanging out with a man is just my my hobby and why I give the kids, oh, yeah. really. Hmm.
1: you just got to check her hmm. fetlocks every now and then. And for when
0: I have a chucky-up time. <laughs> yeah, when,
1: when, when, <laughs> we are coming into the Christmas season, so <laughs> that's going to happen a lot. Uh, the Living Room Christmas Special, by the way, 7.30 this Friday night. Dr.
0: Chris Brown, it's
1: always a treat.
0: Thanks, guys. Anytime. Imagine having a child at schoolies. You've got one of those, haven't I've you? I've got myself a schoolie. <sighs> Watching all that news footage of, of people. The latest thing, have you seen this? Um, schoolies have given taken to posting pictures of their bare bottoms on their social media accounts to Mm. mark their newfound freedom. (laughs) And police are saying, think before you post this stuff. It may have unforeseen consequences later in life, the police are saying, Tell that to Kim Kardashian. There
1: you go. But you know she it broke what, the internet.
0: But what about the future presidents and prime ministers and mm. things of the world? You know, the the photos of them will be wearing sombreros and sculling coronas yeah. or their bare backsides. Or
1: with a giant neck tattoo in Sanskrit that says make wise choices. That's we'll, our Prime Minister or President will have that. Mm. But uh, I like the news stories that they have. On school He's predominantly just drunken teens wandering around. But I do like this girl. This girl <laughs> had a legitimate complaint about the beach party on the Gold Coast. And she's trying to articulate this. Beach party was absolutely horrible because you literally get your head... <laughs> and what then, happened? She's just like trying to put forward her articulate argument. And then this girl just jumps in and just grabs the mic and just does that. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl's just standing there saying, Well, I did have something to say. <laughs> One of her own commenters let her down. I laugh for ages at that. But I, I think that girl, that screaming girl, they should get her in a, a, on other stuff. You know, like, say, on the verdict when it's getting awkward. Have
0: been no it, <laughs> it doesn't sound human. <laughs> it
1: just. Slows it all down. Or what about that other show, the, the show that ripped off the verdict, Q&A? But in
5: 2005, I was acquitted of those terrorism charges.
4: What would have
1: happened? Oh, I just sort stuff out. Like you do be in Parliament. I table for the information of the House, a document reflecting <laughs> McMahon, uh, the change ministerial arrangements. <laughs> the, the, the Prime Minister I, will continue. Uh, thank you. It's like a
0: kettle She does sound like a kettle We need her on
1: this show. I know. When you get out of control. Just... <laughs> I
0: think that's your job. Everybody shout.
2: Come on now, sing It's time for the ghouls get together.
0: I'll go first with a ghoulie if I may. Sure. You know how hot it was on Friday? Mm. So incredibly hot, though. I think one of the hottest November days we've had. And in times of adversity, normally Sydney siders are pretty good at banding together and getting everyone through. I've got two stories of how that didn't happen. I met a woman on the weekend, she and her dog on 41 degree heat, she went to the surf club at Coogee, turned the tap on outside, it's an exterior tap, mm. to get some water for herself and the dog and an officious man came out in, from inside and, sa- and said, no, you're not, you can't use this and turned the tap off. Was he a clubby? I think so, yeah. or you know, someone who was in authority there yeah, or clubbing. security there, and she said it's forty-one degrees. You're denying me water, and she went to take a photo to report him to the club, mm-hmm. and he grabbed her phone and smashed it on the ground. Jeez. So she phoned the police, and another story. So what happened? Well, he wouldn't let her use the tap.
1: did, it, did the police come?
0: Well, she reported it to the police. Mm. She said he's denying me water from an outside tap. What's forty-one degrees. That? And another one, a friend of mine has a child in school. get a bit the of the
1: old clubbies, eh? I
0: know, this is my
1: territory. So, so I've got my speedos on and oh. I've got my big gut hanging over it and you'll do what I say.
0: Well, what about this? That uh, a friend of mine has a child in school. He went to pick her up on Friday. The kids come out of the classroom sweltering, exhausted, overwrought because it was so hot inside. And he said, well, don't you have it? Air- You've got air conditioning in there. And she said the teacher wouldn't put it on because it makes it too cold. So we went in to see the teacher and the teacher said, no, I don't like it when it's cold in here. <sighs> So a lot of schools don't have air conditioning, but the ones that do, don't she wouldn't use even it. use it. And if you're not going to use it on a 41-degree day, uh, when are you going to use give it? Give it to some
1: poor school that doesn't have it. <sighs> One of those ones is like the bridge on the River quiet, the sweat box. Poor little kids in there.
0: Yeah, poor little things. Um, anyway, this is our email from today from Stephanie. Don't forget, you are in the running to win a brand new Hyundai i30 Active Series Auto 2, valued over $21,000. We do give this away next week. Mm. Every year I host Christmas lunch for my siblings and their families, and I'm always the one who has to do all the work with no help. While I'm basting the ham and peeling potatoes, my brother and sister rock up with their feral kids in a cheap <laughs> bottle of wine, have a lovely old time drinking and catching up amongst themselves. Then... After lunch, they pretend they have to rush off and can't stick around to help clean up. I'm sick of hosting these jerks, but if I don't, no one else will. (laughs) Family ties are funny things, aren't they?
1: Yes, they they are. If they
0: were your friends, you'd never bother seeing them again. I could
1: have written this very email. Oh,
0: yeah, Those jerks
1: will all be around in my house, taking my stuff, leaving a mess. Carla's in Drinking from
0: your esky. Drinking from
1: my esky. Carla, what gets your
5: ghoulies? Oh, God. Hi, Jonesy. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Have I got a gully for you. Mm. My balcony has been taken over by wild animals and sabotaging my washing. And I'm talking Laura Keats, oh, yeah. big bad birdie and his little sidekick. And each morning I put out my washing on my little fold-out line. And then the next minute, in swoops, big bad birdie. And says, Where's my honey, 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 honey? And he shrieks it right around the neighborhood. Well he actually says that. No. Oh yes he does. What he, he does. said, Where's he, my honey, honey, he, honey? He's, he's Where's my honey honey honey? Wow. <laughs> and if I don't if I don't respond right there and there, Big B flies onto my fly screen yeah. and turns himself upside down and squarks profanities like but well, it's
0: actually swearing. It's a swearing bird. bird. I'm confused here, Carla. Well, Is he actually speaking? Yeah. Yes, he does. I didn't he think does. they so, could talk.
1: Oh. So what's so
5: let's, Oh yeah.
1: So he says, "Where's my honey, honey, honey?" What other words does he say?
5: Uh, well, uh, well, they're they're profound. They're, I, I couldn't do them on morning sure, radio, sure, 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 because but, he he gets up and he he'll just scream the place down. So I race inside, and if uh, I have to get his honey. And it has to be in his container, and it has to be jarrah honey or manuka honey because it's great for his little beak and his creepy feet. And um, I put it out there, and if it's not sweet enough, a little bbb hops over my washing, ready to drop a little fruity torpedo onto my oh, white washing. <laughs>
1: No, I think you take that bird on the road. It's like that frog. Remember that frog? Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. And then whenever he went to sing in front of other people. I wouldn't do it. You're like that Warner Brothers cartoon, Carla.
0: Carla, obviously someone has originally fed this bird. Did yeah. you start this off? I did.
5: It was a wet day, Amanda. Ooh. And uh, they were sitting on the balcony. And so I gave them a little bit of honey. And from then on, he's, he's just... Gone absolutely berserk. In fact, he is out there today, wow. and I did. Can you put him you on? <laughs> I, can. Can, I you? can. I can. I <laughs> can.
1: Get him to talk.
5: Hey. hey, big bad birdie. Jonesy and Amanda want to talk to you. you he No, he's out. going
1: to be funny <laughs> if the bird swore.
5: <laughs> he's ready to drop on my whitewashing <laughs> any moment. Did
0: you teach and him that's... the swear words, Carl? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I do? That? No, 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 Carla. Someone has. Someone taught him the swear words. How fascinating! Amanda will be around with a cardboard box after the show. <laughs> we need that bird. <laughs> on that am, yeah,
0: we need a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to
1: Honey, Honey, Honey. Where's my honey? Yeah, this is quality material.
0: Carla, you've entertained us enormously. Thank you, Thank Carla, you for that. Jay-Z and Amanda in the
1: morning. Sydney's WSFM.